Surprise! We had two trailers that got dropped Monday and Tuesday, and we couldn't wait to talk about it. Special emergency edition of MCTV. We're going to chat about the Book of Boba Fett, and surprisingly, we're going to talk about Morbius. He's Corey Graham. I'm Mark Majot. This is MCTV. Mark, uh, emergency podcast time, but like you said on Sunday, as soon as we got done, they were going to drop some stuff, and two relatively big things dropped today. Uh, let's start with the book of Boba Fett. We've been waiting to see some something from this show, and now we have your first thoughts on the trailer. My first thoughts were, boy, they didn't really show us much <laughs> in that trailer, and then I watched it again. I'm like, you know what? They actually did kind of show us a lot of stuff. My interest was already in for this show and that trailer did a really good job of reminding me that that show is less than two months away we have something to look forward to at the end of 2021 how about yourself same i watched it the first time and was like man it looks so cool i mean take me to that universe get me set in tatooine i want to see everything immediately reminded me of the joker in the dark knight um just kind of you know establishing his relationship with all the mob bosses and stuff like that and even like going way back to like batman year one when they're all sitting around the table and batman busts in you know like any sort of typical mob story like i know those aren't the originals of those but that's what it reminds Mm -hmm. me of so i like it i like the idea that we're going to see boba fett and the underworld kind of get established um and yeah i just think um i think it looked really cool without showing like you said without showing too much but really kind of showing you the environment yeah i you've talked about it before on other pods but there's a really unique timeline in star wars kind of the post return of the jedi pre the force awakens and i feel like that's where the strongest content star wars content has been in the last maybe five to ten years just based on the mandalorian like you and i both love the mandalorian because it's set in a time that i guess we all kind of assumed the next star wars project would kind of pick up right after the events of return of the jedi and we obviously didn't get that with the with the new trilogy but i think that's the mandalorian and the book of boba fett are kind of what we all played as kids, you know, with our action figures, with our Legos. That That's kind of the era that we were picking up those stories. So I'm excited to see what the show does with that. And you're right, you're right how it looks gorgeous. I said this about Dune the other day, but it looks expensive. I know that a lot of that is shot not on a green screen, but with a new digital screen. Like, it looks phenomenal. Uh, no no expenses really skipped over for that one. It, it looks beautiful. Well, and that, I mean pretty much that's what you expect nowadays from marvel and star wars you know like you expect disney to spend the money um so yeah like it, it looks fantastic it just and like, like i said it didn't like give you a ton of like i guess it gave you the kind of the, the premise of the show like we kind of got that obviously when he took over for for jabba but now to see him sort of consolidate everything you know with fennec shan as, as the right hand person and i thought she, i mean she looked fantastic i thought he looked awesome too and yeah the chance i'm glad they're going to show him without the helmet more too like as much as it's cool to see the mandalorian armor i'm glad they're showing boba fett's face yeah i'm sure we'll get a lot of armored shots but really cool to see that there's a character beneath that helmet that we all know is there right but to actually see it some of my i'll keep comparing it to the mandalorian some of my favorite episodes when we actually get to see Pedro Pascal's face yeah. and actually see, see the actor. So shout out to to uh, Tamara Morrison, who's been waiting to get that phone call for years to finally come back and portray uh, Boba Fett. But it looks like they, they got a hit on their hands, man. I know there's a lot of other stuff 
that you and I are both excited for that comes out before December 29th. Mm-hmm. But this immediately shot up to the top of my list, man. I absolutely cannot wait for this. In fact, I kind of want to go back and rewatch the first two seasons of Mandalorian before we get to this. Yeah, I'm probably going to do that too. I'm not going to lie, yeah. just because I want to get back and, and immersed in that timeline. I kind of feel like that timeline is so unexplored that um, mm-hmm. that I need to go back again and just remember exactly what's going on, especially with all these other offshoots happening with, you know, Ahsoka Tano and, I mean, seeing Luke Skywalker, obviously, and what's going to happen there, what's going to happen with Grogu, and, and now we have this that's just connected but kind of feels like it's veered off that story, which is fine with me. I also like seeing all the different aliens again, like yeah. so many different ones and so many familiar ones, like uh, species and, and stuff like that, but but new ones as well, and... I think it's going to be really kind of cool to watch how it all interacts. Yeah, I totally agree with the environment, with these characters, and you'll, you've heard this name a lot, and you will hear it a lot more coming up, but this really just feels like Dave Filoni, yeah. who has been kind of the, I guess, the new architect of Star Wars. I know John Favreau is kind of the brains behind The Mandalorian, but if Favreau is one, Filoni is 1A. Like, he's almost more important, I would say, than John Favreau, right? I think in five years, that name might be more popular th- than a John Favreau. But I'm glad that someone who... I'm just glad these are. this is the creative team behind it. Yeah. And I'm glad they kind of waited to make sure they got the right creative team behind it. Like, I would never imagine watching the first episode of Mandalorian, which was, I guess, two years ago now, that we'd be getting a backdoor Boba Fett series. Like, that is so wild to think of, but... It's happening, and we're less than two months away from it. When we first got The Mandalorian, I was so disappointed that I'm like, why don't you just do Boba Fett? He's The Mandalorian we all know. But now I feel I know so much more about The Mandalorians because they did that other show, and now I'm ready for Boba Fett. You know, like, I knew Boba Fett was a guy they cloned, and he was a bounty hunter. But now I'm ready for the story about this character moving forward. So in spite of my early apprehensions about The Mandalorian, I remember talking to him, like, yeah, maybe. I'm so glad they went the way they did. It feels like they're really trying to make us forget about episodes yeah. seven, eight, nine. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so that's a quickie on the Mandalorian or on the uh, Boba Fett. I'm sure we'll talk more about it on Sunday too. Yeah, but <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Mark. The other trailer today that dropped, uh, Morbius, like this had me excited, but you had me. This one, like I had no, I I shouldn't say no interest in Morbius. I was kind of like, yeah, you know, Morbius, whatever. I'm jacked for this movie now. I thought yeah. that was awesome. It's a really, really good trailer. We talk a lot how sometimes trailers don't don't generate money because sometimes trailers just don't draw people the way you're expecting them to draw. But just to echo what you said, Ben, yeah, that kind of got me excited for that to see that to see that universe to see what they come up with. Um, obviously, flat out mentions to other movies like right up front, <laughs> yeah. the studio that brought you Spider Man and Venom. Like they're really leading into the multiverse. And I think that's probably the best thing that that movie has going for it right now. Yeah, I think so. And it's like, it's just, it's funny because with all the Venom stuff and the big scene after the, the, the movie about dropping Eddie Brock into that reality, like, does that mean everybody came over to that reality? Is that, it, like, it kind of leaves you with a few questions, I think, about what, um, what exactly is going to go where. But man, like, remember when Tyrese said it was set in the Marvel Universe and we all joked about it, but... I feel like it is now. I, I don't know. Yep. And I'm, I I hope we get the full story eventually, but this movie, it feels like it's been done and in the can for a long time. Yeah. And they've had to go back and they've had to do s- some reshoots, which is common for a lot of movies, but it really feels like they went back and just tweaked a few things here or there to make sure it fits in this universe because this trailer alone 
connected to the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Like if you look one of the shots of Dr. Morbius walking, it looks like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man where it's spray painted murderer on yeah. it. That to me felt like the, the Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. Flat out makes a Venom joke right in the middle of it. And then you get the Michael Keaton kind of callback from Spider-Man Homecoming. So it really feels like they're teasing all three universes. All we were missing was uh, Jamie Foxx <laughs> popping up or Paul Giamatti from the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I kind of wondered, like, I remember we talked about the Morbius trailer, the first one a few times, and I think you brought it up, like, remember Michael Keaton's at the tail end of that one? They were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I kind of wondered before this whole Venom stuff happened if that was going to get cut out. Um, you know, kind of, no, we never, we never did that, but now clearly they're leaning into it. And I, I mean, I'm all for it. And I didn't know much about Michael Morbius, to be honest with you. It's not a character I'm familiar with, but I want to see this movie now. Like it looks yeah. really cool for an anti-hero, and you know, the, the straight out Venom name drop, like did that, was that too much for you or is that good? Uh, I think it was enough. It would have yeah. been, well, cause we've, we've also... And there's two, right? They referenced earlier on, like, this is the biggest thing we've yeah. had since that incident in San Francisco. I kind of figured that was going to be it. But then, no, he legitimately makes a joke near the end of the trailer. Like, oh, they're really doubling down and just leading into this. So it's ambitious as hell, but so was Infinity War and Endgame, right? They pulled that off. So what Marvel and Sony and all these shared universes are trying to pull off, it's like trying to land a backflip into a moving vehicle. And they've shown us they can kind of do that. So, uh, yeah, the Morbius trailer... For the first time in a long time, a trailer won me over, yeah. and I'm actually really excited for this movie now. That's exactly how I felt. I remember we were talking this morning about doing a Boba Fett one. I'm like, and then you, you mentioned Morbius. I hadn't seen it at that point. I'm like, yeah, I guess I should watch it. Honestly, I was like, oh my god, we have to talk about this because <laughs> this is like this is what trailers are supposed to be a, a reason for you to get excited about a movie you didn't really care about. And you know, as much as I probably would eventually seen it, now I just like I'm really looking forward to it. And, at the very beginning, you know, it being a origin story, I was or an origin story, I should say, I was kind of ah. But then I'm like, you know what? I know nothing about this character. I probably need the origin story, so I'm I'm mm-hmm. really fine with it. So honestly, like, there wasn't anything negative in this trailer to me that that jumped out. I thought he looked cool. There was even kind of a the bat radar joke in it, where I was kind of <laughs> like, man, you guys are pushing the limit a little bit. Good for you. So yeah, I mean, especially with Michael Keaton showing up too. Like I, I thought it was. I thought it was all really well done, and man, I, like I said, I'm just I'm excited now. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how, again, it just plays into the rest of the universe. I mentioned this movie, it's kind of been in the can, I want to say, for almost two years. Like, it's been kind of done, yeah. and they've gone back and, and added some things, but uh, this comes out in January of 2022, so about a month after Spider-Man No Way Home comes out. I don't anticipate Michael Morbius popping up in Spider-Man No Way Home, but... I wonder if that's maybe who knows, yeah. right? Like a post-credit teaser. I'd going up like Venom. I never anticipated <laughs> that post-credit scene was going to be in that movie. And then it, until it was. So uh, who knows? And also we forget too. They have a Blade movie coming out. Yeah, Morbius does kind of fit that perfect villain to start a Blade franchise with. Because going back to the original uh, Wesley Snipes Blade, a scene did get cut out like a post-credit scene from the old 98 Blade that had Morbius. So Mm. it kind of seems like it's a natural fit there. So it could be a situation where Sony had these train tracks laid down and then conductor Kevin Feige just set in and said, actually, let's move this and move this and move this and move this. And then it can all fit. So it looks like all the puzzles are possibly going to fit now. It's it's actually amazing how much is going on with these films. And if they manage to pull this off, like this is something that, you know, hell, even like, 
I'm 41 now, even like 35-year-old Corey would be like, there's no chance they pull this off, you know? Like, not going way back to when I was a kid, but even like five years ago, six years ago, to where now I'm just like, I I can't see this not working the way they, they, they planned it. So bring it on. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I wish these studios would just get on the same page and just release things the day before re-record yeah. rather than the day after re-record. Because sure enough, like I'm sure most people, first thing I do, Monday morning, roll out of bed, start scrolling through Twitter. I'm like, of course. Yeah. Like, of course they dropped a new trailer on us. So at least Morbius kind of gave us a bit of a heads up when it was coming. But I'm glad we can at least be able to do this and get our thoughts while they're fresh because... I'm sure a lot more stuff's going to come out in the next couple days. There's some big movies coming out that I bet you these trailers will be attached to. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm glad the internet exists, that we can watch these whenever we can, and we can chat about them pretty quickly. It was a very good first two days of this week for pop culture content. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's going to be busy coming into the weekend. So we'll be back on Sunday, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about these two. And uh, you're going to see The Eternals. We'll have that. I wonder if this ties in at all. We'll see. All that's uh, coming up later this week here on MCTV. MCTV.